0: Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Amen. On this Ash Wednesday, on which we begin again the holy season of Lent, I will take it upon myself to go first for all of us and begin with my own. First confession, something that I've been thinking about in the run-up to this day, this week. My own confession, before you all, all of us here gathered uh, this afternoon, is that there are times when I recite the corporate confession, most merciful God, we confess, you know, the prayer that we offer right before usually we receive communion, there are times when I am not terribly present to those words that I'm saying as I'm saying them. It's not always the case, but I do confess it before you today that sometimes I can be a little bit checked out. I know what an absolutely heinous thing I've been doing. The old joke about the priest hearing confessions and quickly it becoming clear that most of our sins, uh, the ones that we really, really are habitual about, are really quite mundane. But maybe you've had this kind of experience in liturgy, some part of it, something you know that you believe in and trust in, maybe it's the confession, maybe it's the creed, some part of the prayer at communion, something like that, that though there's a great amount of meaning and importance to each of these, you can't always make that cognitive or emotional leap to it in the moment. We know that having ritual, having these things which we say and do over and over again, day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, um, in our corporate prayer life, we know that this is something that we deeply value. I can recall in some of the Christianity that I grew up with, um, there was a lot of offense taken at the ritual recitation of certain prayers or doing certain practices um, over and over again in particular times. They might have called it, vain repetition, they might have called it superstitious, even things like the Our Father, there would be something of a skepticism to. And that's as if in their own, their own tradition, um, there aren't exactly those same pitfalls in their own way. But here we do value repetition and common prayer and returning again and again to certain practices, which in addition to being a stabilizing force a ground upon which our faith can rest, and we can walk in it and learn from it. It also incorporates us into that vast ocean, that sea of prayer that runs to us through the ages, through all Christian history. This is really important to us. But we can be honest, too, that repetition can, for the individual, without some intention, make certain words, or phrases, or practices a bit rote, a bit dusty, a bit of an afterthought in terms of bringing ourselves to them and fully inhabiting them. And God knows we are all susceptible to this in our own ways, even on such a day as this, Ash Wednesday. But on Ash Wednesday, we get at least one day out of the year to really stay present to the words that we say, and to make a real effort at a reset and a recalibration of our lives and our intentions, particularly toward what we need to confess and repent of. We get to dust off some of these hallowed words which lead us to change our lives and to seek forgiveness and reconciliation, and to think and pray about what meaning they're going to take on for us and our spiritual lives today, this year, whatever is going on for us, for us now in this time in our lives. It is a real gift to return each year to Lent, beginning with this day, Ash Wednesday. Return to the basics, to the fundamentals of the life of faith in Christ, and to try to see where we have gone astray and where we might make an intention to set things right again. Although, as I've said, I think we can be absent-minded about all kinds of practices and prayers, other things in church or just in our lives, I think there are two things that are particularly difficult about confession and confessing our sins in general. One of them is the obvious one. It's a tough thing in the cold light of day to take a hard look at ourselves, what we've been up to in our lives, and to acknowledge the ways that we fail to live up to our values, the ways that we cause harm both by doing things and not doing things, staying silent the ways that we are fundamentally on some level all just broken people doing the best we can to muddle through, that's difficult, of course. But The other, maybe more difficult thing is to come week to week, year to year, face to face, over and over again with such regular repetition with the boundless, unsearchable, overwhelming grace of God available to us always, no matter what. No matter what we have to confess, no matter what floats up in our hearts and minds as we say these words and do these practices, we are always already forgiven, always wholly absolved, wholly understood by God, and always loved. That's kind of the harder thing, And the thing that might make some of us, maybe like me, check out in that moment of saying that confession, because it's such a precious and vital gift of our faith, at the same time as it's kind of a scandal. It goes against a lot of our sense of human justice, of what is fair, which we know from our sacred texts and from the whole life and ministry of Jesus is an entirely different justice from our own and that of our world. At best, we will all spend a lifetime trying and failing and trying again to get our minds around this grace of God in Christ, given to each one of us freely. Though I do kind of like the spirit of them, I don't usually bother with New Year's resolutions, partly because I know that Lent is coming. And I know that when I can set an intention for repentance, for making a change in view of the spiritual life, and that is fundamentally all repentance means. It's change, it's a turning away from something that is getting in the way of my fuller flourishing. Not only will I be more likely to keep my fast, but I will set that change in its proper context. Not letting it get obscured or folded into a less critical kind of self-help or mindfulness program, which ultimately boils down to just a sort of self-improvement task that I need to take on. I'm not entirely against self-improvement, don't, don't mishear me, but um, I think there's something deeper there. Um, the deeper truth that is that a lot of the change that you or I might want to make each year come Lenten season um, in this way ultimately has to do with the spiritual. Our spiritual struggles, our spiritual needs, Things that you and I can't really address in their fullness and in their depth unless we are attuned to the spiritual. Unless we are seeing the changes that we wish to make, the fasts and practices we wish to take on in that context before God. Acknowledging our need and dependence on a higher power and also on one another to help us make more of ourselves available to the abundant life and to the flourishing that God desires for each one of us. We do all of this, not simply to beat ourselves down or to give in to shame or guilt, to make some kind of toxic internalization of how bad and evil we are, no. We do all of this because the deep truth is that when we acknowledge our frailty and our need for some help beyond ourselves. Usually, we will find it rushing to meet us. So I hope you will take and make the most of this opportunity, this invitation to a holy Lent, once again to approach the throne of grace and to see this year what new possibilities for peace and freedom may be in store for you in your prayer and fasting. Amen.